This is an ABC podcast. Hi and welcome to You Little Ripper. I'm Kurt Fernley, former Paralympian. And on today's show, we don't just have one Paralympian to speak to. We've got two! <laughs> it's massive. We take care of you here at You Little Ripper. I'm Georgie Tunney, ABC sport reporter and wannabe dolphin. We're broadcasting from Wurundjeri country. And, Kurt, I need to take a little bit of a breath because I am going to wax lyrical for a little bit with my You Little Ripper moment, which happens to involve my favourite sports team, the Dolphins. Once again, the 4 by 100 metre freestyle relay, 34 points last night. The Australian team originally won bronze... Couple of disqualifications, lots of drama, 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 drama. Elevated into the silver medal position. But why this was so special to me was because Ellie Cole, who's one of my all-time favourite Paralympians, won her 16th Paralympic medal with that. Amazing. Ellie Cole, Isabella Vincent, Emily Beecroft, Ashley McConnell. To see Ellie get that medal was amazing. To see her talking to Izzy. uh, After the race. Oh, that was something really special. Ashley also getting her first medal of the comp and Emily, her first medal ever. There were so many highlights for me in this race. They were so wonderful. But, Kurt, it was that moment post-race where Ellie turned to Izzy, one of the youngest members on the team, and just looked at her and gave her advice, which was, remember that you love it. You do this sport because you love it. She's 30 now. She was Izzy's age when she started and she still loves swimming. She still loves being part of this Paralympic movement. Did you have mentors like this and who were they? That's the thing, like back in back in my day. <laughs> Two hundred AD, yes, yes. <laughs> they, they, the sport wasn't that well known, you know. But we definitely had a community that looked after each other. Uh, Louise Savage used to pick yeah. me up at the train station. She was world champion. Allow me to sleep on a couch as a fifteen or sixteen year old kid. Uh, Paul Wiggins, who isn't a name that the Australian community uh, are, are really familiar with, but he's a legend of our sport. He would always give me advice. He would let me use his equipment. That's the culture of the team. Uh, But it was beautifully displayed yesterday with one of our leaders of Mm -hmm. the team. It's not just the Dolphins team, the entire team in Ellie Cole, looking to young Izzy and just speaking from the heart and saying, remain who you are. Keep loving what you do. Keep the giggle. Keep Keep the the giggle. giggle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And personally seeing Izzy get that silver medal. Knowing her from only a few months ago, yeah. where she didn't know that she was going to the games, Huge. that's that's just amazing. Are we watching the next Ellie Cole in front of us? Are we watching the first medal of someone who's potentially a gold medal in 12 years from now at Brisbane? I think uh, we could be. That Spoiler moment, alert, I think we could be. It was beautiful. Um, but my you little ripper yeah. moment was Madison Di Rosario. Of course, I knew it. I knew it was going to be this. I go for gold. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just did the perfect race in the 800 metres. What does perfect mean for you? Explain to our listeners, how does one have the perfect race? Every part of the race just worked out. Yeah. And every choice that she made just worked out. She <laughs> she come off the bend in about fifth place, but she committed to the rail and it got her past the majority of the field. The field were out wider. Mm. And then uh, Catherine de Brunner, uh, she is uh, she went hard enough 
to keep the pack from grouping up. Mm. So it allowed Madison then to choose the moment that she attacked. She attacked, she moved up alongside with about four, maybe 500 to go, and then with 300 to go, she just put the hammer down (laughs) and finished about 15 metres in front of the field. The acceleration, that's what I loved with Maddie de Rosario, and it's only 800 metres, right? So this is the gold medal in the 800 metres T53, and... There was just no stop for her. It wasn't like she was in front by a lot, but she didn't let up at all until she was over that line. She wanted to make sure, I have won gold, I am here, I've won three silver medals previously, this is my first gold. And hearing that Australian anthem in the National Stadium for the very first time of this meet, I... Loved it. Robin got in touch on Twitter to share her You Little Ripper moment, and it was the goal ball. Yes! Uh, they're now on the cusp of an unprecedented Paralympic Games quarterfinal appearance after convincingly beating the reigning world champions, representing the Russian Paralympic Committee, 4-3. to three. Uh, For some reason, I'm not sure what this means, uh, 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 Georgie Parker, uh, Robin said this is that moment is definitely a You Little Ripper moment, but then she said... OMFG. Well, what's this lingo that I'm hearing? <laughs> it, it's definitely you, little ripper, but OMFG, I, I'm lost. Well, I'm very hip, happening, and cool. She's saying essentially that YLR moment, so the you, little ripper moment is OMFG, which is oh my f-ing God moment. Wait! Do, do, <laughs> do we now have to take that as well, our moment? Well, just, I agree with Robin, though, because this for the goalball team, the Bells, is. Huge. We do need a couple of results to go our way today. So we need China to win today and then the Bells will progress to the quarterfinals for the first time in their history. What I love with this team in this particular campaign is that they have a motto, we do it together. So in the first round against Israel, they were smashed 11-2-1. They would acknowledge that it wasn't the best start for them, but they have chipped away, chipped away, chipped away and cemented themselves as a real threat in this competition now. And if they can make it through to the quarterfinals, I mean, it put, it puts goalball on the map for so many people outside of the Paralympic movement who don't know what this sport is. I loved hearing the interview uh, where they mentioned that there are people watching goalball on live TV yeah. and just, you know, the thought of this getting out to the general community. It's one of the Paralympic-only events, mm-hmm. so um, a huge, a huge moment. Uh, um, what's your best of the rest? Best of the rest, I can't go past the table tennis. Now, we've talked at length before about the table tennis competition this year, our table tennis team being one of the most talented, the biggest teams that we have had. Samuel von Einem yesterday in the final against the Hungarian number one ranked player pushed him to five games. This was incredible for me because the shots that these guys were playing was incredible. He finished with a silver and I'm just so excited for what he will achieve because he's so young and he's such a leader in this sport already. He said that Roger Federer is one of his heroes. I'm going to pull him up there because with the sounds he was making at the, at the table tennis arena, I'm going to say that Leighton Hewitt might be his fr- <laughs> a, a bit of a bit of a source of inspiration for him because there were a whole bunch of come-ons throughout that match. It, it was a huge match. Getting that silver that he, uh, that he got in Rio, so equaling his position uh, and such a wonderful table tennis team. 11 strong, already two silver medals. Uh, I've got to mention Scotty Reardon. Anyone watched the 100 metre heat last night where he he slipped and regained composure but still qualified through to the final. It was incredible. Also, the wheelchair rugby. I'm so proud of our wheelchair rugby team. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they finished in fourth place. The Japanese uh, got them in the bronze medal match yesterday, but 
They are sensational. Uh, not a lot went right for them this comp. No. They lost a key player, haven't been able to train together for 18 months, but they fought to the very end. Mm. And I think that's been part of their charm throughout this whole competition is their honesty. They have been honest from the first round to this round, and we love them as a team. The rowing. This is huge. A third successive Paralympic silver for Eric Horry in the single skulls. Uh, great. Uh, and I loved his just joy at that silver yeah. uh, and that he held off a fast f- finishing Brazilian who who actually like smashed him in the heat. So mm. uh, it was great to see the turnaround and it was great to see get that uh, ribbon around his neck. Uh, other other news at the Athletics, Sarah Edmondson, a bronze in the women's discus. Uh, Isis Holt oh. fought to the very end. Friend of the show, Isis Holt. Friend of the show in the T35, 200 metres, took home a silver medal. A world record by a second and a half was required Huge. to beat her. Can I also say for everyone, if they haven't seen the highlights of that race, look up that 200 metre final because you will see... Isis and what she can do, but you will see the gold medalist in Zhao and just how fast she is. I think they should check her for a pair of wings. She was going so fast. Amazing. Amazing effort. It took something superhuman to beat Isis, but we're so proud of it. We love it a bit. We not only have one interview, we have two. (laughs) The first of our interviews, it is Robin Lambert. Robin got a bronze medal in the track last night. We're so excited to have her here. Robin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Mate, amazing push yesterday. I, I, When I saw you crossing that bronze medal, I have to say I screamed, I yelled, <laughs> I cheered. It, it, how's, has it sunk in? How are you feeling? Yeah, I don't think it's really really fully sunk in yet, but, um, yeah, it's pretty incredible to, uh, to accomplish what we sort of set out to do five or so years ago. So, yeah. For us laymans who can only dream of, you know, competing in any kind of sport, let alone a Paralympic final and winning bronze, how does the last, the second half of 100 metres, so that last 50 metres, how does that feel in your body? Like how do your arms feel at that stage? They asked me yesterday after the race all these kinds of questions and honestly I couldn't quite remember the race itself (laughs) afterwards. Um, But, you know, typically... Uh, you're just trying to accelerate through that line. So I know like the start is the strongest part of my race. And then for me, it's always just trying to make sure that I'm really like keeping form and just pushing hard through that line. What does it mean to you to be in this team? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. I mean, like, you know, I've been doing athletics for probably just over six years now, but it's been like a 10 year dream to get to the Paralympics, did a few sports before athletics. And, you know, I just knew I wanted to reach that, that top, that pinnacle. Um, and yeah, to be here and, and to win a medal on debut, it's just, it's yeah, undescribable. <laughs> Well, you say there that you have tried out a few different sports and you have wheelchair rugby, wheelchair basketball. So where did you find the love for the track? Uh, to be honest, it kind of just happened by accident. I um, was playing rugby and I still love rugby, um, but I went to a common try day mainly to support the non-for-profit organisation that was, you know, running a lot of the sports in WA and hopped in a chair and, and my coach, Blanche Herbert, who's still my coach today, was was there and saw a little bit of potential and, um, you know, we just... Yeah, straight away, we just sort of got on with it. And, you know, I was pretty much straight away going away to comps in Switzerland and things like that. So, yeah, it just all kind of happened in a bit of a whirlwind. What's it been like not being able to have that international competition, you know, throughout the pandemic and then all of a sudden you're on the world stage at the Paralympics? <laughs> but but how much does that affect your preparation? 
Yeah, we've had to do a lot of work with the sports psych back at home because, you know, I've spent the last two years or so just on the track by myself with my coach. Um, so to, you know, like be prepared to come and race a pool of like incredibly talented athletes was a little bit daunting. Um, but we've had hand cyclists pushing next to me, yelling abuse and all kinds of things to try and prepare me. So, yes, it's been all right. So what was the best bit of advice that you got given, whether it be from your coach or or the sports psych to get you through these last 18 months? Um, I think obviously just like to sort of take it all in and to enjoy the whole journey and not just focus on, you know, times and things like that. And then when it came down to it, you know, they said the body can't tell the difference between excitement and nervousness. So just tell yourself that you're going to have fun and try and enjoy it. So, yeah. Robin, you're you're also operating in a lot of areas. I I, I love the the work that you're doing in modelling. You are you're a fierce advocate for people with disabilities as well. What what is the what does the future hold for you? What are, what are you looking to get to on the other side of these games? Oh, to be honest, I'm just trying to take it all in and and just take every opportunity I can. But you know, I just really want to be able to show young kids with disabilities that no matter what their goal is, you know, there's always a way to achieve that goal, and they should feel supported and they should feel a part of this like richly diverse community. Well, you have just cemented yourself once again as such a role model for everyone and you've got bronze, but now there's another challenge that we like to do here on New Little Ripper. It's called Fast Five and it's probably maybe harder to achieve success in this than winning bronze, it's you think? Pro- it's probably called kind of Fast Five <laughs> and yes, I, I 100% agree. Fast Five. We do call it fast-ish five, Robin, because we tend to talk a whole lot in a this. It's lot. meant to be fast, uh, fast yeah. answer questions. But let's let's get into it. Are you ready to play fast five? All right, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Robin, what do you wish you had in the village but you can't get? Oh, honestly, some Japanese food. <laughs> <We've done> that. <laughs> that's that twice. That's kept us safe, but there's not a whole lot of Japanese food. Really craving some sushi right about now. So. <laughs> Look, I've already said a fishing rod across to the chef de mission saying, demanding that somebody goes fishing and get some sushi into that place. <laughs> <laughs> that was Isis. Isis Holt as well was desperate to get some sushi, Robin. What's your superstition? I don't have one. Everyone has asked me this after every race and I like to just sort of stay chill and not think too much about what could be and just uh, get on with it. So, yeah. How emotionally stable are you? Where's your crutch? Where's your issues? (laughs) Mate, what's your all-time favourite Paralympic moment? Um, I think watching the Steelers um, in the last Paralympics go triple overtime and win that gold medal, I stayed up pretty late to watch that and I was screaming at the TV all night. So, yeah, that was pretty special. Who's your favourite teammate? I don't know. Me and Isis have had, like, a real bond on this trip. I don't know if we're, like, so close in CP that we're practically the same person. Um, (laughs) But we've really, really bonded over this trip and we've had a lot of fun. So, yeah. Lucky last, mate. If you weren't. Paralympic extraordinaire or a wheelchair racer or a 100-metre bronze medalist, what event would you be in right now? Probably rugby. I've still still got a soft spot for the rugby, so, yeah. Congratulations. Massive race. Bronze medal. I'm so happy for you. And, yeah, thanks for joining. You little ripper! Not just one interview with a Paralympian today. we got two. This is our second. We have the one of a kind, <laughs> the amazing. The cult hero. The cult hero of the Australian public, the white tiger, Chad Paris. <laughs> Chad, welcome to the show. 
<laughs> oh, thanks very much for having me, guys. Uh, it's good to be here. Mate, that run yesterday, you had everyone on the edge of their seats. Uh, I, I saw the post-race interview. You, 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 I could see the hurt in you. How would you wake up? Yeah, it, it still it still stings a little bit this morning. I mean, the last five years I've, I've worked so hard for this and to uh, to come to this competition with the full belief that I was going to be winning a medal, if not winning the event and, and finishing up with fifth place, it, it's really, really difficult to take. It hasn't quite sunk in yet, but, you know, that sport the, is a really tough competition. Um, Jason Smith's a legend in our event, so uh, to see him get the get the dub is uh, is is one some consolation for me because he's such a great bloke. You know, what are you going to do with this with this moment? Do you think that in a week or a month you'll go, okay, that was the absolute best that I could do in that setting, or will you hold on to that fifth place and use it to work and work and work over the next three years? Yeah, uh, I'll, I know I'll be back. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a tough a tough slog. Now we've got uh, world championships next year, and then. Um, the Paralympics again in three years' time, so there's plenty of work to be done. I, uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna light a light a fire under me. I mean, I need to have a little bit of a break now. I haven't had had one since the end of 2019, really. So I need to tune out from athletics and not think about it for a little bit, and and just take some time for me. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And then getting back into training is gonna be gonna be really good. And I'm looking to rip in now. How does post-race feel in Tokyo, Chad? Because obviously it's so different to all the other Paralympics. And are you able to, because the celebration's right and being happy for your fellow competitors and all of this and sitting down and reviewing the race, that, 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 must, be cha- that must be changed at this particular event. How does that go in your interactions with your competitors but also the teammates? Yeah, it's a little bit different. I mean, uh, I sat down last night and uh, we were out of the warm-up track and... Um, my old mate Evan O'Hanlon, snuck, we we snuck a beer in and just sat and had a, <laughs> had a beer. Uh, so that was that was really good. I came off the came off the track and I was um, I wasn't really sure how to feel at that stage, but um, sitting back and that, that tasted pretty good. I think it was um, that was really good. And sat down last night and sort of had a little bit of a debrief with myself and and chat to the coach and. Um, I don't think there's much more that I I could have done out there to be honest. I I worked really hard. All, all the way through and um, the preparation hasn't been without its hitches. But, um, yeah, I, I also I could have done with the pizza last night, but we're stuck here. <laughs> and, 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 um, so the same we've got the same food pre-race as, as, and post-race, so it's um, that's a little bit challenging. I could have done with a pizza or a burger or something like that last night. It would have been good. Oh, don't worry. It'll be awaiting you outside of the village. You can eat all the pizzas, burgers, everything that you could get your hands on. But, Chad, last night after the race, you mentioned that there'd been a big funding cut for you. What does that mean? And just how difficult is it to support yourself as a full-time athlete? Yeah, so it's pretty much now. Like, you you go from being, um, I was a silver medalist from 2019 World Championships and then going to a fifth place, you get... I'll get a significant uh, reduction in my funding. I don't know what what the numbers are, and I don't know what that is, but I know the reality of our sport is if you don't if you don't deliver on one day, then you get cut straight away, which is uh, it's really hard to for athletes to bounce back for the next competition because now you get some people have to go and get a job and and find other ways to make money and all that sort of thing. So 
I'll still get uh, funded a, a small amount or a little bit, but uh, it's not not near what it was before. I think so. It's just a small thing that, um, that money is not everything, and I'm, I'm not uh, usually a heavy driven money person, but um, it's always always at the at the top of your mind when you got to pay a mortgage and and all that sort of thing as well. So it's um, just something that we deal with. Um, there's not many industries where you where you have um, where you have your pay decided on on. Uh, on one day and then you get to rectify it say two three years later sometimes so we'll see how we go but um yeah that's that's one big thing for me that i've got to i've got to learn to work with and um i have to put myself on a bit of a budget now i understand you've had a pretty significant time away from your partner as well uh are you able to meet up with her uh, relatively soon and get that downtime I'm uh, I'm traveling to the UK tomorrow to spend some time with my my partner Georgia so that's going to be great. I'm um yeah, I, when I get get there tomorrow um UK time it's going to be exactly 11 months since I've seen her. So wow. that's going to be uh that's going to be really good. I, something I've been looking forward to for so long and had to had to put a lot of work in to be able to go and visit her. I'm really, really fortunate that I can leave Tokyo and, and go straight to the UK and visit her because I know how many Australians back home uh, don't get the chance to go and see family and, and friends. And it's it's really tough. It really hurts me knowing that there's people back in Australia that can't do that for a lot more reasons. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful that I've got the opportunity to do that. So Oh, hold it tight. And I know you're excited about seeing Georgia, but um, how excited are you about possibly seeing Fulham FC? <laughs> yeah, I um, I'm. I think it's about 13 days till the next match. I'll be going and watching them play Blackpool. I think in a away match, and then hopefully try to get down and uh, and watch them at, at uh, Craven Cottage in the in the weeks. <laughs> so really excited to see them. I woke up yesterday and saw they had a three 0 win, and I started my day off beautifully. Um, <laughs> Oh, I love so, it. For everyone who doesn't know, you are obsessed with Fulham. It's all over your social media accounts. So for you to get this opportunity, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got a shout out from uh, one of the players the other day as well, pre-race, which is pretty cool. So um, for me, who's just a, a fan, I was like a uh, just a, a kid in a candy store when I see this stuff. You get all <laughs> of the a lot of supporters who are on on Twitter, which is the, one of the main ways that I follow it. Um, I had a, all of those people back in in the UK watching me race as well and so many messages from those people which has been it's been pretty cool a lot of people that I've never met before and and I and I've only had conversations with online so it's um yeah it's something special and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting over there for that as well Chad Paris White Tiger you're a fan favorite back here in Australia we've got to give the people what they want and what they want is for you to be a part of Fast 5 Fast 5 Let's get into it <laughs> All right, mate. What do you wish you had in a village, but you can't get? Oh, I've already gone on my pizza. I, I, I want pizza. Um, I can I can get beer. I can get everything else. But yeah, pizza's the one that I wanted last night. So that's got to be my answer. We need to start a smuggling ring to I get know. stuff in. Is that possible? But potentially, you, you have the contacts. No, Kevin. I don't have the con. You've got the contact. I have some contacts. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. It's fast five. Fast five. Fast five. Go. Back into it. What's your superstition? Uh, I don't really have much. I like to uh, I li- like to sit and and relax and listen to a bit of jazz music. I did that uh, yesterday in between races, and I think it did me pretty well. Okay, hang on, because jazz music is chaotic, right? But you are so precision, single minded, focused as a track athlete. How on earth does that work in your brain? 
Yeah, I just try to find some of the some, some more relaxing sort of stuff, a little bit slow. Um, so yeah, that it just I sat in my room, closed the blinds, so it was completely dark, and just and just listened for put my phone away and just sat there for about half an hour yesterday. That was all I got in between my races was about half an hour to lay in bed. So that was um, it's a it's a massive day. So just to be able to take that time is uh, Mate, what, all I could. Matt, what's your favourite all time Paralympic moment? Well, I'd say Scott Reardon winning his T42 100 metres in, in Rio. That was, that was pretty special to watch. Um, and then the moment uh, moment I walked into my room and saw that I was in an apartment sharing with Kurt Fernley in 2016, it was pretty sweet as well. So. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere, Chad. What was he like as a roommate? Shh, shh, shh. No comment. <laughs> can't, uh, can't divulge too many too many stories around. Okay, we'll, we'll keep it family friendly. What Children ha- listen to what this. What happens in the room? Stops in the room, I think. <laughs> Chad, exactly. who's your favourite teammate? Jared Clifford, hands down. Um, he's another one of the three vision impaired athletes. I put Sam Harding in there as well. I lived with Sammy mm-hmm. for um, for six years when I was in Canberra, and his story's amazing. The guy um, made it to London 2012 and got struck down with glandular fever. He was in the village sleeping for 23 hours a day and couldn't compete, and to come back and. This is his first championship since then. It's um it's incredible. But Jared Clifford as well. He's an he's a massive ambassador for our sport and for for our disability for people with vision impairments. Um, yeah, I, I love those guys and they they always um, always have a smile on their face and a, and a joke to tell. So it's great to spend time with them. Mate, if you weren't a Paralympic sprinter, one hundred meter extraordinaire, what event would you be doing? Uh, I like watching the track cycling. Actually, my younger brother, who's also got albinism, has got into the track cycling a bit. So I always say that uh, when I go back to Perth, I need to jump on the back of the tandem and have a have a crack. So I'm a big, powerful, big, powerful guy. I think I'd be able to transition quite well. So um, I always joke with my coach that I'll leave there. But um, also, we, we've got Brisbane 2032. I reckon I could maybe jump, jump and try and try and start up a goalball team. I reckon they've been pretty good so far. Ah, uh, Chad, thanks for joining us on the pod. Chad Perris, the white target, you can't help but love him. Amazing guy. Amazing. Oh, and I'm so excited for him to be reunited with his partner, Georgia, now. 11 months. So tough. And that's a good reminder for all of our athletes. They've been away from home for such a long time. So what they are doing, extra incredible, extra incredible because of this. Okay, to today's action there's still so much for us to look forward to. Kurt, where are your eyes? I love the table tennis. Yep. Two gold medal matches today. Lina Lee will be playing at 6.45 for the gold. And also Yang Chen goes uh, for gold against Brazilia's Bruna Costa Alexandra in the Class 10. We've got more from the athletics track as well. And Kurt, I just want you to just brief our listeners a little bit on who Reed McCracken is as a person and who he is as an athlete because he's going to be in action today. Reed, Mc- Reed McCracken, model extraordinaire. <laughs> he, is, uh... he does a bit of modelling. Yes. He, he does. Uh, the boy from Bundy, incredible bloke. I can't wait to see him on the track. We've also got Michael uh, Burian and we've got Scotty Reardon in the final of the uh, 100 metres. I'm really meters. looking forward to that. Uh, we've also got the women's 1500 metre round one with Madison De Rosario uh, and, and so much more. Well, I'm looking forward to the rollers this afternoon. So this is the Australian men's wheelchair basketball team, of course. We should all know that by now. This competition has been so 
tight, though, at this particular game. They had a disappointing loss yesterday against Team USA, who won the gold medal in Rio. It was a comprehensive victory to Team USA, but the rollers, they have to bounce back. They have to bounce back quickly. They need to pick up their accuracy in front of the hoop. So uh, they are up against the world champions, Great Britain. Today. We've also got the quad singles in the wheelchair tennis, both Heath Davidson and Dylan Orcott are up. And Bocha, oh. they are back in action today after Spencer Cotty and Dan, uh, Dan Michelle won through to the next round. Is Boccia our favourite sport? It is our favourite sport. It's become that. I love those guys and I'm so excited to see the biggest team that we've ever sent away. We're going to come back tomorrow, the next day, the next day, throughout the Paralympic Games. We have a week left. Thank you so much for all the support that you have been showing to this little podcast that could. We love to hear all of your feedback. Remember, we are translating every episode of You Little Ripper into Auslan. So jump onto your search engine, just type in the words You Little Ripper YouTube and it will take you there with all of our episodes. We will also have transcripts of each of these episodes too. We love your feedback. Continue to give it to us. Please let us know what you were loving about the Paralympics and the Paralympic movement in general. I'm Kurt Fernley. I'm Georgie Tunney. You've been listening to You You Little Ripper. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.